you ever been to a volcano? Women with a rugby? You're now listening to Super They're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. It's pretty. It's so pretty. We just won a that's what you said, man. Well, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about Super Hoopers. That's terrible. Welcome to Super Hoopers, inconsequential discussion of the week's NBA news. I'm your host, Matt Hill. With me, as always, Dave Feudernick. Dave, welcome. Thanks. John, John's outside the bubble. Dave, he's not on. He's not on. Uh, he's not on this week. John, uh, John left no. the bubble. He's up in Napa Valley just partying, um, breaking yeah, all gonna... sorts of social distancing rules. Yeah, he's going to give us COVID when he comes back. Right. Luckily, we don't see him, but we, we yeah. have an even better replacement. We have another another uh, Philly trash monster, creator <laughs> of the hit series Game of Zones. He's been on here before, Adam Malamut. Adam, welcome back. Thank you. The only creator. The only creator. The only yeah, creator. Yeah. I didn't, was there another one? I didn't know. Is there? Is no, there no, no. My assistant, Craig, doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. no it's that's, good. Why he, that's why he wasn't asked back. He, I know that's he right. doesn't listen, right. so... Who cares? No, also, he talks too much. He talks too much. Right. It's uh, it's good to have you back when you don't sound like fucking shit, dude. Oh my yeah. god, I know. Jesus. Yeah. Let Christ. me tell you, podcasting pro tip: don't record from your shore house. Yeah, yeah. You were down the Jersey Shore, right? <laughs> down the shore. Just because you were yeah, amongst the trash, didn't mean you had to have a trash microphone, Adam. Come I, on. Well, it was the waves. They were loud, and the, the seagulls. You know how it is down the shore. So you didn't you didn't have to you, record through a giant shell, through yeah, a giant conch shell. Yes, I did. Yes, <laughs> I did. <laughs> that's true. That's nautical rules. That's nautical rules. Yeah, come on. So have you have you been following the NBA, Adam? What's uh, what's been oh going on? Oh my god, I've just, been watching. Yeah. Are you just yeah. out? You just you just you dropped a perfect final season of Game of Zones. Um, uh, you know, of course, I'm not affiliated with it all, so I'm not biased. But it's perfect, perfect, perfect season. And then you just retired, right? Or I occasionally check the COVID box scores. You know what I mean? I check my <laughs> updates to see which players have COVID. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm stay- staying up with that. Um, just all but, Nets uh, right now. It's just the entire Nets team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a lot we, of Nets. Have, we have 25, 25 positive tests out of 351 players. And uh, let's see, out of the 884 team staff, uh, 10, 10 positives. So that's that's a, actually pretty pretty crazy that the players have it so much more than the seven seven percent yeah. of the players tested positive. Only one percent of the staff. That's uh, what I'd be worried about more. So I haven't like I feel like everyone has their takes on what they should do. I haven't really. There's like all these podcasts that come out that are like like a new Zach Lowe and this one they really go in depth into like what should the league do. So I'm complete. I don't know if you guys have been listening to like people's takes. Can you guys know some of the takes on like. Uh, what people say, like what, like I, I see some people saying they shouldn't start it up, and other people saying, what, what's your guys's feeling on that? I mean, the 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 vast majority of like young intellectual NBA Twitter people are vehemently against the bubble, right. vehemently against right. the season happening. The, peop- the people who parent who don't have to make money and live in their parents' house are shockingly <laughs> right. against uh, against it. Um, occasional loud voice on Twitters are are against it. But the Zach Lowe's of the world and kind of the uh, the commentariat are like, well, if the players want to do it and the league wants to do it, why should you know why should we stop them if they want to do it? Doesn't seem like you know with the cases spiking in Florida, I guess that's that's the concern. But these players, like seven percent of them, are positive, so it's yeah. like the players are clearly not taking the social yeah. distancing yeah. like serious. They're out there. Yeah. This is already after tons tested positive before, so. I mean, I'd argue they're safer in the bubble. Like they're clear. Like if we get a seven percent positive rate outside the bubble, putting them inside the bubble as long as they adhere to the bubble, right. which Dame Lillard came out today and was like, "Yeah, no one's going to adhere to that bubble." That's the concern. And I guess if the cases are high around Florida, but like, I don't know. After that, it's kind of on them. Like if they're if they're the ones sneaking out, if they're the ones you know not taking it seriously, I don't know. I don't know what the NBA is supposed to do about it. Yeah, I just worry about the like uh, the Greg Popoviches and the. The old coaches, the older coaches, you know? yeah, yeah. But they don't have Staff. to go. If I was old, I mean, and I'm not not that I'm not old, but I, I wouldn't go. So yeah, 
But then again, it's like some of these places, like if if the bubble is secure, like it's it should be theoretically safer than being in Houston. If you're Mike D'Antoni, you know, like, yeah, with the cases surging in Houston, if you're in the bubble and like you're, you know, you're keeping your distance. But I guess I mean, like I said, the concern is like people not, you know, not 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 taking it seriously, going outside the bubble, doing I mean, whatever I, they do, you know, in Orlando. I'm not sure what there is to do in Orlando, but I told yeah. you, Matt, but I'm producing um, another NBA podcast for our network blue wire and uh the guest last week was danny green and he said on their pod that uh he was like keep an eye on houston's uh bubble uh yeah not not sure that, uh, that team is going to be able to stay in the bubble <laughs> it was like Did, just a direct jab at harden like <laughs> was it was it Harden? i mean who was he talking gotta, about specifically it's, it's gotta be Harden because everyone knows Harden loves fucking strip clubs like it yeah it yeah, has yeah. to be hard has but, to be. i mean dame lillard said the same thing so i mean i yeah. just i mean look i mean obviously if there's a seven percent positive rate like you know like, you know the one team that is not going to fucking fuck around is the lakers because lebron's gonna be daddy to everybody mm. and he's gonna make sure that every everybody like he's already been doing it uh but like with the like workouts and stuff like he's right like he's making sure that, like, but they also have jr 12 Smith players come down with covid <laughs> at a taco tuesday maybe lebron is giving them giving them all he already gave it to them in may he's like here take it so you're all immune to it you all got the antibodies like so we'll be fine but maybe like maybe. the lakers got some knuckleheads on there that the team that might that might uh, you know yeah, they just signed jr smith yeah, yeah jr smith, J- <laughs> smith and Dion waiters like right. if right. you had to vote for the two players <laughs> yeah. that are most likely to sneak outside the bubble it's i don't be. think lebron in the same meaning could be like listen we need to be serious we can't mess around all right we, we're gonna be the team that takes COVID seriously also we're signing jr smith <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also as gm of the lakers i i need jr back on my team <laughs> it makes me yeah. it makes me so so upset that he is a laker now because i love jr smith i love oh. him i i i like this lakers team though <laughs> Dude, Dave, he, he was- Dave, he's not he's not a real nba player anymore this like doesn't it's not gonna like taint jr smith's legacy hey, all right hey like, anyone younger than me is oh, a real okay, nba still player okay? shot in the league. yeah that's okay. right <laughs> oh wait you're sad about it because you feel like this is going to leave a mark on jr smith's otherwise flawless career <laughs> no i just like <laughs> love him and he's so like awesome and i hate seeing those type of players in a fucking lakers uniform yeah but these are the fun lakers these are the different these are a great ragtag group of lakers adam you do not you do not live in this fucking city you do not have to put up with these fucking lakers fans Uh, i did Uh, i know it's true i hated the lakers when i lived there i hated the lakers when i lived there they're the worst yeah they're the worst and like now i don't now i like them I'm all Clippers. I'm all Clippers. Even though they they need more fun on that team. Like the, that team is not fun enough. Yeah, yeah. Kawhi's fun of... now. <laughs> all right, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot That's he left. I forgot yeah, he, he left. Podcast. <laughs> no, Pat Beverly's cool, and like you know, like Marcus Morris grew on me um, in his uh, short Knicks tenure. But uh, I mean, they're. Not fun. Like J.R. Right. Smith and Deion Waiters are fun. <laughs> okay. So do you feel is there is like what's your feelings with the asterisks? How big is the asterisks on this season, or is there an asterisk at all? Part of me just feels like these guys are playing for two reasons. One, so they don't fuck up the collective bargaining agreement. And two, to appease LeBron. Like <laughs> like you got like he's King James. Like you have to like appease him. Like you have to like whatever he says goes. Which is why you see, like, the, who's the leading voice against the fucking uh, uh, bubble? Ky- fucking Kyrie. Kyrie. Like, yeah. Adam, Adam <laughs> by the way, how do you feel about predicting how this would play out in the final seasons of Game, Game of Zones? <laughs> uh, I don't know how I feel about it, to be honest. Like, it how is weird. Prescient, how prescient was the final season of Game, I, I, Game I of Zones? I do. I like to think that, like, he watched it. I really do. And, like, and, like, and, like, he tries to like Kyrie tries to pretend like this is all like his own thing, but it, I think we I think we planted a tiny little seed, a tiny oh, yeah. little seed. There is <laughs> in there. There is no players have uh like their like as their avi like their game of zones like character like there is no way in hell Kyrie did not watch it. There's no way. Uh, yeah, that he I know, watch. and it, it like it and things influence people's behavior in weird ways because like you notice what you notice in life. And then that becomes like it's weird how like art imitates life and life imitates art. Like so, do I really think so? No, but do I really think so? 
yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Um, but also, it is kind of weird with like like seeing like um, like Spencer Dinwiddie like get into the conversations about stuff and like and he's and then he comes he now has COVID. And the whole time it's all happening with his game of zones as his avatar. And I'm like, not sure. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, want to be like, change that. Like that's, that's odd. Like it, it this does is feel all like serious there, stuff. There are two like factions of the Nets organization. There's the Kyrie boys and there's the Dinwiddie boys. Right. Like Dinwiddie is like his own thing. Like when, when everybody was injured, still injured, um, you know, it was like, it was really became Dinwiddie's team. And <laughs> clearly it's gotten to his head a bit <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah he, he bit. went from like who's that guy to like what the fuck he's got his own shoes he's got the you know the whole uh gofundme and all that business like he's got his own the, cryptocurrency the cryptocurrency yeah. like he really has gotten carried away As that, that didn't work out well though right like he saw no. like he made like a thousand dollars or something towards that didn't <laughs> yeah meet his goals <laughs> but you know yeah. what We've loved failure. We embrace failure today. Right. So, hey, he learned from that. It's a badge we of honor in Silicon Valley yeah. to have, have a startup right. and fail. So, right. you know, what What 21-year-old doesn't have a failed cryptocurrency uh, to their name? Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, oh, oh. The uh, the Knicks are back, Dave. The Knicks. They got their own, <laughs> they got their own loser bubble. I, I don't uh, know what the like, – Leon Rose said days ago, like, because this was has been kicked around for a while. Leon Rose said days ago, like, the Knicks aren't going to partake in that. Like – they're not gonna. I don't. Like, I don't even understand what it is. They're setting up a second bubble in Chicago for the eight loser teams. Like what? I, what? Come on. I mean, I, I guess it was kind of misrepresented today. Like it would really just be like summer league. It would be like a way of like organizations getting to see some of their players that would have played in the final leg of the season that maybe didn't get much playing time just to see what they have. But like. What a like, not worth the risk. Yeah, wait, not well, worth the risk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, where's where's my right wing pundit to rage about participation trophies? This is like this whole thing is a participation bubble. It's like, come on. I know. I feel like I, there should be like a cool like Under Armour like Nike like body suits by now that like they can play in that are like say you know should, like that'd be pretty cool <laughs> like, like full, yeah. full like body mask screen, like like the, yeah. like the green screen uh things like yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like or like they, everyone looks like Sub Zero or something like that yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be yeah, awesome yeah. like yeah. full everyone would buy them the NBA loves selling new uniforms and making money they should do that like full awesome body like over the like like Imagine like every team. Oh my god, that's such a little like thing you should. They should so much do on Reddit, which is like just like team uniforms as like bio suits and like do <laughs> put those. That'd be fun. Big asterisks, big asterisks there for the team yeah. that wins in a bio suit. <laughs> I like it. I, the more the more form fitting, the better. That's what I always say. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. I agree. You want to you want to see everything. That's that's I want part to see of the, everything. You, yeah. you, you know, that's the thing is you don't you lose the audience, but you see the full outline of the dongs. <laughs> That's right. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> well, yeah, Matt, you come from the surf world, so that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. What we surf with trunks? I mean, I guess wetsuits and trunks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, surfers yeah. wear those big board shorts. You never get to see surfer dog. Well, one yeah. time, one time I surfed in a speedo, so you know that oh. was a that was a highlight. In cool. Japan or in Japan, I forgot my trunks, so I had to surf in a speedo. Sure, that's um, dope. That's really dope. The locals were excited. The locals, a lot of. Came ashore. A lot of a lot of pics getting taken of the crazy uh, foreigner. Just so did you did you up. wash up? Like did you like wipe out and then like stand up and like your penis head was like hanging out of the side of your little speedo? Matt, you say Matt is so flustered. Penis head was coming out of my little speedo. Is that what you said? I just said I just said penis head. I heard it. I heard it as little. Yeah. The ocean is cold. The ocean is cold, my friends. Sure. Um. This week, Adam, we thought we'd have you on because there's nothing going on, really. You know, there's nothing, nothing big. We just we just talk some talk talk some movie reviews. We'll do some movie and TV reviews of tangentially related stuff to the NBA. Do you, what do you guys want to talk about first? You want to talk about Dave or Uncut Gems? Which one do you want to talk about? I mean, first? Un- Uncut Gems is my new religion. The last <laughs> uh, like you know six months. So okay, okay, and okay. I and I okay. and I rewatched it. By the way, I. <laughs> I, I saw it in the theater three times. I should say that. Oh my wow. god! Wow. I can't even. Okay. I saw okay. I saw it once. Okay. I saw it once okay. by myself. Okay. I saw it once with my wife, and then it was at New Beverly, which is uh, Quentin Tarantino's like little art house theater here. And 
So I. But so, so you find again. the experience of watching. So like this is there's a there's two separate questions in my evaluation. There's two ways to look at it. But like, but you find the the experience of watching that movie pleasurable enough to see it go through multiple times. <laughs> I I will say I re- I rewatched it last night now that it's on Netflix uh, to prepare for today and. I did start to think to myself, like, maybe I can wait a long time to watch this again. <laughs> I think, like, there's so much it's content. So like, there's so much, like, things. Like, like I have a bookshelf full of books I'll never get to. And the idea of watching Uncut Gems, which is a good movie. Right. But f- spending, like, this finite time on Earth watching Uncut Gems four times. <laughs> I'm just like, think of all the works of art that will not you'll not experience. Uh, it it really just keeps me from watching Sopranos for like the hundredth time. So it's you know I I, I stick to my things. I stick to my things. By the way, fun fact: I'm finishing Sopranos for the first time. I would love to talk about that at one point, but I haven't listened to your Sopranos podcast because I don't want any spoilers. It so is I'm spoiler, season spoiler, five. Don't yet. They, oh. they even like, we, if you start the first episode, they'll yeah. tell you what happens in the last episode. And they spoil shut up. The this is the uh, the Philly trash week for our, our podcast because we had Kill a Cow on. Uh, uh, on the on the Sopranos pod today, so yeah, as we uh, like to call in Philadelphia, Hoagie Fest, baby, Hoagie, Hoagie. You, you, hoagie you uh, are you liking the Sopranos, Adam? Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I think yeah, it's okay. incredible. Um, it's but not. To, uh, it's another thing that I would never watch again, though. Like I'm not going to watch the Sopranos and be like, right, I'm going to do that again, never again. Really? But it's, it's I would really. Like, good. I rewatched it, and I think yeah. I'll probably rewatch it another five years from now. Yeah, it's like Breaking Bad to me. Fantastic, but I wouldn't watch again. I routinely like back before the pandemic. Uh, I would like come home from a friend's or come home from the bar or something and I would pour a drink and I would just, I, I would routinely just watch like mm-hmm. three random episodes of it. I, I love it. But the thing I love about Sopranos is also what I love about uncut gems. It's like, it's, it's a capsule of, uh, a culture that I just feel very close to. Um, like the, the character, that Adam Sandler plays was, you know, there are a lot of like things that aren't similar to him, but he, a lot of parallels to my now deceased uncle. He was like, always had his hand in some kind of shysty thing. Like he's like, what got me into like the Knicks? He was like, just always up to shit. Long Island, Jewish, like very similar person. That Um, might explain why you like to watch it so much too, is because like, it's like kind of reminds you of a nostalgic feeling. Yeah, because yeah, my mean, reaction was like I, I watched it and then never wanted to watch it again. And both Adam and I, I don't know if we share this, we we were both like we should rewatch it before this podcast, and both of us opted out of doing that. We just we were just like, yeah, I don't really feel like watching it again. It's I, just I started fair. thinking about it. And I'm like, uh, and then I like read the Wikipedia again before this, and when I was reading the Wikipedia, I'm like, oh my god, that that was stressful. It's I mean, just... it's like non, it's nonstop stress. Like, yeah. it's but to, but to me, like that's. Uh, from a filmmaking standpoint, that's a, it's it's impressive to achieve that. You're really on your on the edge of your even like because like, you care. You have to you have to care to feel yeah. stress. Um, it's just like the the score is so fucking like tense and uh, it's just so well shot and like adding in like all these like real weirdo people like David Simon always does that shit and like it's just it's so much more effective than just casting a bunch of actors. And I say that as an actor, but like it's. It's so much better to like cast all these weirdo people to fill the world because it feels real. Like yeah. the thing is, actors are always way better looking than like your normal people. And <laughs> that so, always yeah. distracts me in movies. Yeah, it always it always, it always yeah, distracts yeah. me when the person is like way hotter than they should be. And yes, I'm like, I agree. Yeah, you would I not agree. be this hot. You would not like look this good like in this situation. Yeah. So uncut gems. Although is it his uh, his girlfriends? It's like is it realistic that he would have a girlfriend that hot, Dave? Yes, because he, I buy that like he's charismatic enough to, and he's like exciting. So I buy that she would maybe, like, I I, I imagine that he hired her to work at the store and then maybe like kind of worked it because he's very, you see him jumping around with all these people that he like sort of sold snake oil to uh, and like behind their backs is like selling their jewelry or pawning their shit to people. And it's like. Yeah, I uh, like I I do buy it just because he's like so crafty and such a fucking shyster, you know. Wait, okay. so it, in the movie, I, cause I I forget what he. Do you think so? You're saying like you think that he was her boss before or after they started dating? Like, did she before, start dating him while before. she was before? It was before. Okay, I I read it as like he hired her and then like 
you know, like position of power. Like she kind of that's got what a crush I read it as too. She was yeah. like, he's like yeah. the boss. He's real flashy. That was the only way I could understand that particular relationship. Uh, and also, Although, and he treats her like absolute garbage. And like you know, I, I've I've seen that work for a lot of disgusting men. Uh, <laughs> so what, like, wait, Adam, let's like, get your God. review. Let's get what's your what's yeah, your yeah, short yeah. review of uh, Uncut Gems. Uh, okay, so my review would be that like it was a good movie. It was a pretty good movie, and it had it, there were some like moments of real brilliance in it, but it was like overall uneven. It wasn't like a pleasurable experience to watch it for me, and it definitely like missed in some areas and was hitting in some like to me like I was captivated by certain like there were some things that were just like I was blown away by how good it was like that one scene when like kevin garnett everyone comes in it's like chaos in the store and everything like that was like i that scene is so good um and some other things and like there's some really unique things that just feel like completely original like the the ending spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen on ketchup yeah. but like the ending when they're trapped in that vestibule or whatever you'd call that thing um that area and just, there were just some really unique and interesting moments and i love the idea that it was it took place in 2012 which is such like a random time for like it to happen it was like such a random thing but overall i finished the movie and i was like well i don't know if i like <laughs> it was like the, the experience Bro. wasn't enjoyable it was like it was a, a film i respect but i didn't love it was like to me a solid seven 7.5 i think yeah if the if the sixers won that game dude you would have been all yeah, about it dude. exactly you know, be honest for for a long time joel Embiid was supposed to be the player did you know that adam no wait is that yeah. true well first it was amari first it was amari then it was Embiid. then it was and then they, they I, I listened to um the softy brothers on um chapo trap house like when the movie first came out and they said that there was a time where uh they got um, an email from their rep saying that Kobe was interested and mm-hmm. Kobe's people wanted them to get a pitch. So they spent, they locked themselves in a hotel room and they like, they fucking spent 24 hours. Just, I mean, you know how that shit goes. Like just nonstop writing to get this pitch together for Kobe. They sent it off. And then his people were like, yeah, Kobe doesn't like it. <laughs> gotta shoot your and shot. That was it. Gotta shoot yeah. your shot. You know. But uh, I think Kobe would. I think Kobe would have been fucking good. I mean, I like Garnett would have been amazing. Co- yeah, Co- I agree. Garnett was great, but I think Kobe would have been really good. So yeah. I think Garnett was legitimately good. Like usually, I don't oh, give he was fantastic. A pass to actors, but I thought he was a good actor. I uh, love that yeah. scene where he's like giving Howard the business, like after he's bought the stone. Yes, uh, and he's like. How much should you pay for this? Like, how much are you gonna be making? Like, I, I thought, especially like given the time that we're in right now, it was it was it was a very good commentary, very good yeah. commentary. And, and a- Garnett and Garnett's great. That could have been a, a, a more heavy handed scene, but I thought it was like really well done. Yeah, I don't think Embiid would doesn't have doesn't have the dramatic chops. I have, I don't know. I don't, right. I don't want to cast aspersions, but I haven't seen. What do and you too, think? What if and it was? Too, and what he, and if, he, and he, sorry, but and he's too likable. Like he's too yeah. lovable. You know, I th- he's it not works intimidating. Because, he's yeah, like yeah. not intimidating. Like Garnett and uh, Kobe have that like killer edge to them as players. That like it makes it, it takes it to the next level. I think as choices, like you don't want them. You know, like, it's like they're they're like that on the court, and then they stare at you off the. You know, like they take it off the court, and they, they, you don't want that on you. You know. And yeah. uh, so that was something about that. Like Embiid, I agree, would have been a little stretch. So that would have been like they would have done it with Embiid. It would have taken place in like like a, a last year or something. Like right, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the reason why it takes it, it jumped. Right. It was okay. you know it, when it was Kobe. I don't know when it was supposed to be set. I think they said I remember that Kobe anecdote, and they were going to set it. I think when he scored like sixty at the Garden or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. What's going to be originally going to be? I heard going to be George Mikan, and they're going to take take place in the fifties. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> like, George Mikan was in it. Yeah, I got that right. jewel. I got that jewels back, say. <laughs> <laughs> What, I mean, I, should Mike they have done the with Kurt Nick? I mean, like Kevin. What about Kevin Knox? Do you think they could have pulled it off with Kevin Knox? Dave, come on, of, dude! Come uh, on, uh, come on! Uh, uh, poor kid, man. A lot of high pressure games with him. Uh, you know? He's he's our he's our fault. That's who Knox is. No, although, although he no, actually plays. No. Should we should we remake Uncut Jolt with way Kevin worse. Knox in the Garnett role and you in the Adam Sandler role, Dave? Which oh, and be, Fort Knox, he's got to get the he's got to get the the stone from Fort Knox. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's I see. It's, it's, you do it with gold, and you do it Hard with uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Ooh, ooh, ooh. 
Uh, hey, we got we to do on. this quick before he's out of the league, Dave. We got <laughs> to get on it. I know. We got to do it no, before no, he goes to China. Place, no, wait till he gets out of the league next year, okay? And then you shoot it. It takes place this last year, okay? And you got to get it all done before. Oh, you wouldn't know that COVID's happening, so you can't really tie that up. You can maybe tie that in or something like that. Or it takes place yeah, yeah. last year. Um, ooh, that's good. That's good. And if, he's, if he's, he's out of the league, he's got time to do it. You can really take your time and get it right. There you go, Dave. There you go. That's a project for you. God. That's a project for you to work on. All right. Anyway, um, so like uncut gems. I think I, so I had that, a similar reaction to Adam, where I the first thirty minutes of it, I was blown away because it feels like something different. Like everything mm. you watch is kind of like ah, eh, this is whatever, you know. But it felt like it was like an alien, like had made something because it was, it was almost not even a movie. It was like a full blown experience, and a lot of it has to do with the music and the yeah. sound design, and it's just and the realism. Did you? And have, then it just did, stays. Did like you it guys just doesn't have, really. It's just that. It's like yes, doesn't... I. That, you're exactly right. You're, it doesn't really feel like it elevates that much. It just you're kind of co- like it is. It is. Yeah, exactly. It just. It just. It kind of. I felt myself fading a little bit. Um, and I was impressed and then moments impressed, but like it was kind of just losing me along the way. It was kind of jagged and and there, like I respect. It's like it's torn between like. Um, like you talk about these like classic story arcs, these like save the cat story arcs, and like, as, like it's like I'm torn between those because I hate those things. It makes it so predictable, but there definitely is like a value to having that kind of math in there. And I felt like this one felt, for better or for worse, disjointed. It was interesting because it was a little disjointed, but it was it was also uh, it was I, I went in and out a little bit. Um, yeah, and, and also the, the I mean, originality only sustained me for so long. And like Adam Sandler doesn't really have any arc. It's just like he did, he's just like. He's a piece of shit who makes a, bunch of t- a ton of terrible decisions. Right. Like where he's at in his life is the result of all the terrible decisions he makes. I mean, what? He continues what? to make terrible decisions. Yeah, there was no then, leveling up. I need like leveling whoa, whoa, whoa. up for my character. He made two great decisions. He made two fantastic bets. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's Come on. Just... One, one bet got ripped from him. Yeah. And then the second bet, he didn't even get to enjoy it. But that's I another mean, problem. He just made awesome bets. Like it wasn't like he's like it wasn't like you saw like how he got good at making bets. He's just like boom, 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 Garnet and the boom, 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 and it was like it was. Not, it's not like you really saw like that. Like he had learned anything or gained. Like he didn't gain that superpower. You wanted the montage of him reading books yeah, about yeah, gambling wanted, and stuff. Yeah, I wanted him making. <laughs> just, a, I wanted him making just, a really bad bet and like yeah, like having a montage. And he's like reading all the like sports almanacs. And he's going through basketball reference. And he's like, yes, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's just like watching a heroin addict like shoot up heroin for an hour and then die of an overdose. You're just like, okay, like, I mean, I, I guess so, that was I, a ride. But. I mean, I so disagree. I think he did have an arc, like, and it's and it to me, it's nonstop the whole time. Like, from like the kids play to like when he's at the fucking like uh, like club with the weekend to um, like placing the the last bet um like I, that that whole sequence is incredible but like jumping between mohegan and the and the stores it is it is but that's the thing, the, a, it's such a ride but the sequence it is a ride and the sequence is good but how did he grow or change in the whole throughout the movie like how did it you know like it like I, it was a ride but it's a ride that like like a roller coaster that gets you right back where you started you know at the, at the you know at the end and you get off. I mean, t- to me, it's a PSA for not gambling. <laughs> right, that's true. It's true. It's definitely, right. it's definitely that. So uh, I was like, "What are you doing? You keep. Why do you keep betting?" And, like- and 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 also, like his thirst for the stone is because of his compulsion. It's because he is he's looking for anything to help his addiction out, and so. Uh, the stone is a way for him to bet more money. You but know? as as a commentary on gambling, it fell far short of the Sopranos episode that I just watched, where the TV writer no. guy, where the oh, TV yeah, writer that one. guy, oh, he's I, like, I thought you, were, I thought you were going to talk about like when Tony starts gambling at the end of the se- at the end of the series, which I hate chasing I it. I haven't seen the end of the series. No. Oh, sorry. No. Oh, you wait. You've never seen it. Or you're rewatching. No, I've never, never seen, seen it. it. I haven't, I haven't, I'm on season it. five. I just it's, watched the episode where very, the TV writer. It's a very minor part, but like okay. to me, it fucking it's so annoying and contrived. But okay. but yes, yes, yeah. The TV that writer, TV writer, really messes up his life. He's an AA and he needs to feed something. That Tim Daly, that rush. 
Yeah, yeah and he's, right. he's he's a real hot shot talking TV writer from like early two thousands. He's like great. Dick Wolf. As soon as I get this Dick Wolf job, I'm gonna be rolling in it, man. He's way too good looking <laughs> yeah. to be a TV writer. First of all, it's obviously <laughs> yeah, yeah. an actor. He's he's another one. Yeah, that's true. Like, well, I don't know. There's some really good looking TV writers that are not it's good. Like, I mean, oh, like, David, a... like David David Benioff is one of them who's that's very true. good looking. That's true. That's don't worry, I got the... that, that Game of Thrones is gonna be bad once you. Don't worry, I got these. I got these Nash Bridges residuals coming yeah, in. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. It, I was, yeah, that, I, sometimes, like, before, I don't want to go into too much of a Soprano stand here, but I will say sometimes before I watch an episode of Sopranos, I'll look up where it ranks. And, like, and this one one episode was like, oh boy, this is in the bad ones. There was the one, fuck, whatever. And anyway, but, like, it was, that was a pretty, anytime they dip into Hollywood stuff, ugh. anyway, sorry. Oh, Sopranos really? Stand. I love the Hollywood stuff. Oh, I love stuff. that shit. Wait, oh, my the God. Hollywood in season. Stuff. In season two or whatever, where fuck Christopher goes into writing and he goes like has that agent oh, woman Favreau? he has like the affair with. Yeah, Dude, the Favreau episode ep- sucks. The Favreau oh, episode is my favorite episode. It's like one oh. of my favorite ones. It's so oh, my good. god, so the episode was so dumb. dumb. Oh, oh, I love yeah. that. Favreau, how could you not like Favreau? What, what did he ever D-Girl. do to you, Adam? I love John Favreau. I hate the episode was so stupid, but it's fine. Oh, right. It's oh, fine. All right. Okay. I still love the show. I still love the show. I'm just saying, as far as gambling PSAs go. Sopranos yeah, that's a good one. writer yeah. guy that was I was like man this guy's really fucking up his life where the uh where with uh um in uncut gems I was like uh I still thought I might like gambling afterwards <laughs> No I, I I mean I was, I, it made me want to gamble I mean, it seems I, easy I, he I wins gamble. every time Yeah he wins <laughs> that's true, that's true. <laughs> Also, this guy's uh, such a fuck up. How does he have a store and a house and an apartment? Like how at a Mercedes? Well, like, they say they say that like back in the day, he like provided jewelry to like rap videos and stuff. Like he was like an early like. So I think you know. Then he got. I, I then he got the gambling addiction. I can absolutely see that guy like fucking being all up in the Diamond District, like fucking shyster. Yeah. Oh man, S- some great Jewish shit. Like the the Seder scene is fucking great to me too. Besides the fat Jewish being cast, dude, fuck, I was going to ask on. you about that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was distracting. To me, it's a perfect movie besides the fat Jewish. Yeah. And they have him well, talking about the Knicks. I was like, oh, dude, fuck. Dude, fuck this guy. Was the fat Jewish playing the fat Jewish in that? Is he just casually just yeah. they casually <laughs> dropped that his his nephew is the fat Jewish, but before he was famous? Could <laughs> be. Yeah. Judd Hirsch, yeah, yeah. Judd Hirsch is like, you know, your cousin, the fat Jewish. <laughs> yeah. I like how Judd Hirsch's name is Gooey in the movie, too. Gooey. Great. Great. No, I, I loved I loved all the Jewish stuff because it made me feel like I, I like wanted to have tradition and like uh, like heritage. Like I was like, oh, man, it's it looks so cool. They have like this thing they're doing where they're hiding their presence and there's like a ritual to everything. It's like I don't have any of that. You know, I actually didn't connect to that. Like being Jewish, like I it, it was it definitely it was definitely like a realistic portrayal of some Jew. It didn't, I didn't connect to it for me. It was definitely felt like very New York Jews and like in the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And so I see it. But, uh, but well, it the was Philly, the, the really Philly, the Philly Jews are too good for the rituals. Philly or? Jews. We're a little more rural and like, you know, laid back and it's not <laughs> quite as intense. And, you know, none of the guy, none of the people in my families are like lone sharks or whatever. <laughs> Man, oh, missing out. I just got, I just got so nauseous. Uh, should we move on to Dave? That was the other. That's the other sure. show we're going to talk about today. Dave. Yeah, now move on to Philly TV Jews. Show. Philly Jew. Philly Jew. Okay, yeah. now. Okay, now so, you can talk. You know, it may or may not be the proximity to Philadelphia. Well, so but basically, wow, was this a great show? Okay, so yeah, the first season of Dave, the Little Dicky Show on FX or whatever Hulu. Uh, yeah, Little Dicky from Philly. A Jewish man from Philly, much like yourself, Adam. So there's mm-hmm. a little bit of identifying with him, I, mm-hmm. I assume. You're saying you you said on Twitter this is like the best first season. Uh, I thought it was incredible. I thought the show yeah. was incredible, and I, I have a very it's very hard for me sometimes to articulate. Even when we're talking about what I don't like, it's very hard for me to articulate that because for me, like I'm just very instinctual with stuff, and my like instinctual side of my brain is like really good, and my analytical side of my brain is like average. I could have an average IQ when it comes to like that side of my brain. I think and. Um, and so it's hard for me to explain, but I think a lot of it, like what, like what I was thinking to myself, what makes Dave so good and what makes something like BoJack, which I personally don't like, like not, why is that not working for me at all? And a lot of what makes Dave, I think makes a show like Dave good, it's just like a lot of little decisions. Like I talk, we talk about this, like our show, which is like, it's just like you got good people on the show. Like, and I think Lil Dicky's really smart and funny and whoever else he has on that show. And they're just making a lot of really good decisions. They're like, there's like so much, like 
it's it's so I don't think it's one thing about the show, although it does have something that like Uncut Gems doesn't have, which is the leveling up aspect. I love to watch him like level up and learn lessons and put his team together. Like there's something about that that feels like productive in in this the way that, in the season arc. Um, so I, I really like that. But overall, I, I think there was like it was just it, it's hard for me to explain what I liked about it so much. One thing is that. I related to him intensely as a Philly Jewy guy and like, and to see him doing like, I, I dreamed about like, if, what if I could be a big rapper and like, and, and so like for me, like, like, like to watch him and like see his like fantasy at the end when he like raps on the breakfast club, it was just like, oh, it was yeah, just, yeah. it was just, it was great. And, um, it's very triumphant. It was very triumphant, but overall, I just uh, I, I just related to him intensely. Sorry, I'm, I'm ranting some like blushing about how much I like this show. No, uh, no. So so I like that, but I, but I also just thought like the acting was just incredible, and they knew when to take improv stuff. There was stuff that like there was little scenes like which is like Lil Dicky in bed with his girlfriend that felt like are they actually in, like that's so natural the dialogue there that like like that's I don't think that's his real girlfriend in real life, and like it felt like felt exactly like. A real conversation like I would have, or like a weird interaction I would have, and it was, but it felt like so not on camera. It just felt so natural, and they knew Gato is amazing. That guy's incredible, uh, um, yeah. and 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 so just really good actors, really good writing, really good choices when it came to directing. And overall, I was just I, I found it to be incredibly enjoyable experience to watch that show. I have other things to say, but I've just gone on a little bit of a rant. So no, no, it's good. I I mean I totally agree. I uh, we should say like. John and I begged Matt to watch this show, and he watched the first three episodes. He was not into it. First two. The first two episodes. Oh, sorry. First two. Yeah. Not feeling it. I would, I, it I, not only was I not feeling it at all, my wife banned the show. My wife was like, this show sucks. We, what? You're not allowed to watch the show anymore. Like, See, I watched wait, with, I, with me. That's crazy. She just, she, I, and I will stand. I don't think the first two episodes are funny. Like I, the first two episodes, I don't think there's much in them. That's joke wise. That's 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 funny or enjoyable. And I don't. And I think if you don't like Little Dicky's music or you don't appreciate his rapping, it, that first episode especially doesn't really land because yeah. the first episode ends with this moment where he's like rapping, and it's supposed to be impressive. But I was just it like, uh, this sucks. I was like, I don't think this is good at all. So I like, I'm like, his rapping just seems very mediocre to me. Like, I understand maybe technically it's good, but I was not like, whoa, my mind's blown. And my wife was definitely like, uh, what's going on on my phone? Damn, I watched. I watched this with my wife, and we both loved it. But we, but we both like. Well, some dicky. of us may have made we, better we... decisions in who they married. Okay. <laughs> How dare you? Don't need to. Don't uh, need to brag about it. I, I will say, like my, I loved the last episode, but my favorite two episodes were the Gata episode and then the episode right after it um, with his camp friends. With his camp friends, I th- that like really struck a chord with me. Yes, I. I oh, oh my god! Uh, sorry to cut in. I'm dominating no, no. this conversation. I'm sorry. No, no, no it's good. But, but like, but like that, there's stuff like that. Like, yeah, I, I, I relate intensely to that. Like the the difference, like having gone to Emerson College and then like becoming like a different person than my high school friends and like you know growing up as a Jewish kid and going to camp and all that stuff. And like you do have like that. I, that's that scene struck a chord with me. Sometimes there's moments and I love my high school friends. These guys are are great guys. But like there's times when like when they're out in L.A. and it just doesn't mesh, and you feel that. Yeah. And and I, yeah. and, I, and I and and I I connected with that. I my wife the whole time was like cackling because the fights they were having with his girlfriend are exactly the kind of like fights we have where like I'm distracted like when 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 he was like looking at social media stuff like I always get in fights with my wife because I want to read the comments on Game of Zone stuff and it's like I've been working all day and now I'm not even I'm with her but I'm not with her and I'm not listening and it's always like we got to go to this thing I can't do that you're messing up my career and all these sort of things and like it was intensely relatable from like feeling like a creative who's like you know making something with with Game of Zones that's like on the up and up and you want to like check it you want to be in it and every time you have to do something that isn't related to that you feel like it's you're standing in the way between my career and it's it's in like i but it's in it's also very selfish of me and like i was just like boom this is this is this is me i, I need yeah. to know what taco boy 49 says about <laughs> yeah, the fourth episode <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> you have no idea the i have yeah, yeah. my my gambling addiction when game of zones that is i search game of zones in quotes and just keep going and liking everything it's like it's, that is my crack <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I feel I you. Don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> no, it's good. No, people like, like it. 
their relationship was like very, very, very like one of one of the most believable like TV it, relationships. It, it was the it was probably the most realistic relate modern relationship that I've seen. Where it, like it yeah. felt like they were like equals, and the conversations they were having were very real. And like both people were try like trying to help each other out. Like like there wasn't like they were they weren't there having fights that were stupid. You know like sometimes you'll see have a fight where you'll see a fight on TV and it's just like this is like nobody would act like this. The the so, point of views were so believable and well represented. Right. Like the, the right. point yeah. of views you really understood where each one was coming from and you and you sympathize with each side and that's when something is so compelling. I think. So um, yeah, like yeah. for me, the the show turned on the third episode, which was like the sex episode, or like the when yeah, they, yeah, yeah when he when they get the the table with the hole in it at the end, Anyways, right, right, the milking right. table, yeah, the milking <laughs> yeah, table, yeah, the milking table. <laughs> that because because that episode was really about their relationship, and I just yeah, I, I like you identified with it, um, and I thought the show got better from there, but I still think a big sticking point for me was I just don't like Little Dicky's music that much. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the first episode and the last episode didn't really work for me because I was like, yeah, I'm not into this rap at all. I, <laughs> like, I like, routinely, mm-hmm. like, uh, from time to time, just, like, go back and rewatch his appearance on Sway in the Morning because it's, like, so – it's so impressive. He's so nervous, and he does so – I, like – I love seeing you, so- you mean this was in real this, life? In real life. Oh, that's based it's, on it's, a real life thing? The, it's what the Breakfast Club thing I think is like trying to be. Although like they didn't like grill him like that, but yeah. like he knew that he had to do well that day. Like I didn't know it was based career. on a real thing. I didn't know. Oh, it was here's another thing that I, that I didn't know was real. Gata is real. Like yeah. Gata is, yes. is, is his yeah. real hype man, and he's really bipolar, yes. and he's really yeah. bipolar. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That changes a lot because I didn't think Gata was a that good of an actor the first couple episodes. I was like, eh, this guy can't really act that much. But, but that, he, that episode he as the season goes long. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was a really good actor. The one scene where I was like, this guy's really good, was the scene in the convenience store with out of nowhere, and he gets in that guy's face, yeah, and yes, then he snaps yes. out of it like that. And I'm like, that is, you can't like teach, like that is like, that is really good. And like, and like, and, and that was like, I was like, that like I was completely sucked into that. And like that, I don't know, I thought that was, that was, he, that was pretty, that was good. Um, I, I will say that like, not all the acting was good. Like um, the, like I didn't think the girl who does his like logos and stuff like that, who like has yeah. a relationship with this engineer, she was okay, um, yeah. and I'm sure she's she was fine. But um, and like I wasn't compelled by the episode with her and the, his engineer. Um, but there was some it had its moments, but that was probably my least favorite. Um, yeah, I do like his friend. Okay. It, it, yeah. it, that episode ends well, I thought. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, what what are some things you don't like about it? Well. Besides his rap, I, I'm agnostic when it comes to his music. I, think, I don't like listen. To it. I'm not like ever in the car. And I'm like, yo, I need to listen to some dick raps right now. Like, I just never <laughs> need to lead, listen to funny, funny rap. So, the, I mean, the show definitely grew on me, and I think the that that third episode was really great. Um, the Gata episode is probably the, the standout episode. It's an incredible episode, um, and I love the Benny Blanco episode too, which oh, yeah. I was also blown away that that guy's real. Like he's like, like yes, really this like incredible you, producer yeah. who like yeah. has all these number ones, and like is also. I mean, a really he's good actor. like he's yeah. like he's like uh, like Rick Rubin Jr. Kind of like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, the show grew on me, and I generally liked the show. I would say from episode three to nine, and I the, the final episode I thought was pretty stupid. Like I just really. Like, I wasn't just wasn't that into it because uh, yeah. it's like it's like mostly music. It like starts with like an eight minute music video. I thought it- like I love that because like I, I was watching uh, with my wife and I turned her and I was like, is this whole episode going to be the music video? Because I, I thought it was going to be. I was hoping if it was entire- that I might have liked. I mean, more. that would have been impressive, but it, it was impressive, impressive enough. It was impressive yeah. enough to have that extended. Yeah. Amount Again, of- I just wasn't that into the music, but also I think. Yeah. I think it took a, a while for me to like settle in with the show, and I do. I just think that I had a big time. I had a hard time getting over how much I didn't like his music. Rap, yeah, and also, yeah. I don't think he's the greatest actor. Like, I just don't think he's. Yeah, I thought he. Was, I thought actor. he was very good. I love I the good, uh, the yeah. manage. Yeah, I like the manager character, the redhead guy. Like that, they like that guy is incredible too. That guy's really oh, funny. Andrew Santino. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He was great. That was a great character. Um, uh, but one thing that like the one thing that kind of threw me off a little bit is like and what was actually as a, actually a testament to the show in some in a weird way as well 
is I'm generally turned off by like shows that are about like an apartment in LA with like the this roommate and the this yeah, roommate. Yeah, yeah. Like like I'm the business roommate and like I'm just like at first I'm like this feels really formulaic and like everybody's LA pitch, you know, when they go into a show. But it like it transcended that and despite that it was still really good and compelling to yeah. me. Um yeah. so yeah. I think I, I, I would think, say I, think, I, I I would say the only beef I had with it is like I, I'm always bothered by those like things that are a little too convenient, like like the logo creator, like his roommate deciding to be his manager. It's that like was a little distracting. Kinda, yeah, yeah. It was a little. It was like borderline getting to that. Um. Uh. Uh. What was the fucking show with Vinny Chase? Uh, oh, Entourage. Entourage. Uh, entourage. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was get like hinting a little bit with the entourage like oh everything's great Vinny's right. in the movie right. like you know like um but it, but that's just me like nitpicking like looking for well, shit I, I think i think what you're saying Adam about it being like LA and their life was was a big stumbling block for me because but that's more like just a broader issue i have with modern comedies where they feel so much like hey here's my life and it's very just b it's just like it's just it's just kind of funny and it's just kind of about someone's life or maybe in it in it we've like we exist in this world where things don't have to be funny anymore like a half hour show can be like oh actually i'm doing like a serious episode and for me like i just miss the shows that were like you know what here's what we're gonna do we're gonna get the funniest writers and we're just gonna like set them at each other in the writer's room to come up with the best jokes we're gonna get fantastic performers and we're just going to make a show that doesn't care about anything but being funny like, you know, like space force like <laughs> I, I, I haven't watched space force but i haven't either i'm just kidding like seinfeld <laughs> like no like no hugging what was it no hugging no something else i can't remember what it was like no hugging yeah, yeah, yeah. no no feelings or whatever it's like we're just gonna be funny like the office we're just gonna be funny Simpsons, yeah but 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 we're just but, gonna um, be funny but uh, Seinfeld was about a bunch of guys that, who lived in New York and like people's New York experiences. You yeah, know? but so the was... goal was just just jokes, you know, like the goal is just we're just going to make this as funny. Like as Always possible. Sunny in Philadelphia. What do you think of that show? Uh, I, I have only watched like the first whatever, a couple seasons of. I like what? that show. I like that show. I, mean, I enjoy it, but it's like, yeah, it's a little too. The people in that show are just a little too awful for me. Like they're just a little too. But know. you like Seinfeld. Yeah, but they're, but they're from Philadelphia, though. So yeah, like, yeah. it can't it's be like, that. Yeah. I love Seinfeld. Well, it's authentic. My, my thing is you see like a lot of people, like the their go-to comedies, and that are that are they come back up and they're popular again. It's like Friends in the Office. And it's like I the reason I feel like those shows still resonate is they were just joke delivery devices. And Golden Girls. They, they were just like peak like, hey, we're just going to be funny. We're not going to be anything else. And so people revisit them because I don't think the modern comedy is like giving people that they're all trying to be something more or like have something to stay, say instead of just being funny. And so it like, is true that it's like very sorry. I cut, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. It, it is true, though, that like, you know, where every comedy is going now where it's like it's like it's no longer it definitely is like um, this the of. Uh, very of the times to like make it like it's a comedy but it's multi you know it's it's also emotional and like and and but i also think that like that's life and so i feel like that's not a maybe that's not a trend it feels like a trend but it can't be a trend because like that's life life is funny and then serious and i i, I always i always like there's part of me it's like up oh, here they go i get it it's the funny show but now it's showing us that it's like every show is like tom hanks's career you know every show or jim carrey like every show is like it's a funny show but it's a it's also a versatile show but i find myself also liking that <laughs> it's every yeah. time i like yeah, that yeah yeah no, that's what i'm saying like i i feel like my initial aversion to dave is i i thought it was something different like based on people's reaction to it i thought it was going to be like a laugh out loud tons of jokes really really funny and so like i was going into it expecting just like a kind of like light comedy and it was not that you know mm-hmm. um, by the way I, had, I like speaking of comedy like i was shocked by the like seeing the shit Remember when he like shits like? Oh yeah, 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 yeah! In the forest, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I've yeah, never, yeah. I've never seen that before, like on TV or film. Like that was, it was, uh, that was. Such I don't think a it was touch. real shit though. No, well, <laughs> we gotta take Adam. that again, Dave. Give him the last. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Adam, come on. I hope yeah, I don't know. I think it's movie magic. I th- anyway, what do you think? Uh, of, what do you think it was? Maybe, uh, like, how do you make that special sausage? effects wise? Sausage with brown dye. 
Okay. What do you, uh, I, Adam? You, I, I assume that you're like trying to develop a show right now. Like, what do you take away from Dave? Like, do, are you mm-hmm. watching it? Kind of think like, why is this working? And what, like, what am I implementing from this? Or like, am I trying to? Are you trying to like reverse yeah. engineer it? Or yeah, how do you do um, a show about the NHL but make it like Dave? <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that matchup, Dave and the NHL. What do we call that? Dave HL. Hockey, uh, hot birdie, like Dave Bird and hockey. Little hockey, little hockey, little hockey. You found it. You found there it. There we go. You got it. Um, okay. okay, cool. Hold on one second. Let me write that down. So that's what we're working on. Little hockey. Um, no, you know, Craig and I did talk. Like, I try to like. The thing is, this again. I'm working with a very sluggish analytical mind so what like every time i try to like overthink something and be like uh, so I always will meet with craig and i'm like craig i really want to talk about why i didn't like bojack but why i really like dave and and it just goes like it's and then i over intellectualize all these things and then i'm like okay i've got it i think i know what our hit comedy is gonna be and then like i write it up and it's like i said like craig check your inbox and read the script and then he then he like i know that like he doesn't like it because i don't like hear anything from him I'm like, so did you read the uh, thing I sent you? And then he says, uh, yeah, um, we can discuss. And I'm like, okay. And then uh, we, we get, I'm going to call and he says, I don't, I, I, yeah, if I'm being honest, I didn't like it. And so that's what happens whenever I like think about like how to construct a show. But whenever like we're just riffing and doing voices and we're like making jokes, that's when like we get real, real nuggets. So, um, but we did have a conversation about like you know why about why we didn't like don't like certain things and why we do like things but i don't know how much like we concrete like like anything we get from it other than the things we're talking about now which is pretty similar you know like, like if we talk about bojack and why i didn't in comparison to dave and like things like the characters are too cynical um, and, and other things, it's not that funny. The jokes feel forced to me and other things that I, people love Bojack. I personally don't like Bojack. The reason I keep bringing that up is because I just watched it by the way, but, um, but, or I'm, I'm currently watching it and trying to get through it. But like, you know, I do try to, but at the same time, like Bojack is a successful show. And so I don't know. So Bojack's yes. success baffles me. <laughs> like it's just I, like, I, agree. I do not get the yeah. show at all. It seems, it seems like you, all the characters seem cynical to the point of not being realistic. And the mm-hmm. jokes do feel forced. They feel very written. They feel like very. Yeah, it like, feel exactly. It feels yes. so written, and the voices are so acted by by famous actors. Yeah. And and but also like the characters are like overly like the thing about Dave is that the characters are at, based on like human algorithms that I think are like realistic and believable. But the characters in BoJack seem to be like creations of an overly cynical mind about how people are. Right. And so they end up being these like one dimensional sort of, and it, it attempts at making multidimensional characters out of someone who just sees people too cynically. Yeah. And it's I like think, variations. I, it's like variations on the same person. Whereas right. Whereas yeah. with Dave, those are all distinct people. Like right, Dave right. is a distinct person. Yeah. His girlfriend's very distinct. Right. Gata right. is very distinct. Um, and then the other, the other characters as well. Benny Blanco is clearly like yeah. a different, a different person. Yeah. yeah. So. That's a yeah, that's interesting. Um, Yeah. And ultimately, I think a lot of good ideas just come from what made each other laugh. Like I was listening to. I don't know if you know what House of Cosby's is. Do you know what House of Cosby's is? Yeah, uh, yeah, but for back back in the that was was that Channel One Hundred One. Yeah, Channel yeah, One Hundred One. Yeah. But yeah, I, Craig and I used to think that show was so funny back in, way back in the day. Yeah, like the backstory for that is everyone, I guess, was just sitting around doing their Cosby impersonations right. while they were waiting for something. Like yeah. they were waiting. That for show couldn't happen now, though. That show couldn't no. happen now. No, 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 no. no. it could happen now because of Cosby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, like it just was just these guys doing a lot of reasons for a lot of reasons. reasons. I I, I think you can still do it now. The guy who put the guy who who does the Cleveland show, uh, like the Cleveland voice, uh, just quit. So it's going to be this. This show is going to be five white guys voicing a black rapist. It is true. It is true. It is true. I guess I don't think there are a single black person voicing Cosby in that show. Yeah. Um, um Cosby, I mean, you know, like the, the Cosby impression is like a, I don't know. It's like, a, uh, yeah, yeah. Can, wait, can you guys do Cosby? Can you guys do a Bill Cosby impression? Everybody, everybody can do Cosby. Everybody, everybody do does. Everybody does a little everybody Cosby. Got, got a Cosby. No, no, no. Theo, get your butt down here. Theo. Well, that's pretty good. Little Nicky with the ass <laughs> licking. I wanted something more clean. <laughs> Rudy, could you come here, please, Theo? <laughs> I, I that's have good. A, 
I, I want, I need to deliver this baby, but the problem is Rudy's friend is staying in the room where I would deliver the baby. Something like that. Um, <laughs> See, it's, it's, it's easy. It's easy. Anybody, yeah. Anyway, my point was just, it's just people just making each other laugh, just riffing, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, good luck. By the way, good that luck. is not a condoning of his behavior. I think he's a bad person. No. Of course not. Yeah, right. Everyone in Philly still loves him. Yeah, he's, he's from you, that Philly was too. Is he? Is he that from Temple Philly, Trash? Right? I Temple Trash. Up, like, oh, I grew up on Bill Cosby so hard. Like my dad would play oh, yeah. his tapes in the car, and we'd watch Cosby Show. And he had that like kid show where he had the magical pen. I don't know if you remember that on like Nickelodeon. Yeah. Like yep. Bill Cosby was like my TV dad, and so that was a real. That was two wake up calls with my. That one came later, Bill Cosby. But the other one is that uh, my rabbi growing up uh, murdered his wife. So that was another. Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, and you and you him? don't and you don't connect to uncut gems at all. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah don't. I don't know. All right, you just gotta, clarify. Think about it. You gotta do a show about that. The rabbi, uh, you know, you and you and your little brother maybe solve the case. There you go. <laughs> Season one, it's like True Detective meets Little Dicky. Yeah, yeah, True Detective meets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got this rabbi. He murdered his wife. That's my perfect that's my rabbi impression. Have the have the roots do the theme song. Perfect. Philly, Perfect. Philly for being such a trash city does have G-Love. an outsized influence on pop culture. There's like yes. so many famous people from Philly. So. Yeah, but Boston, I think, is even more outside. Uh, okay. outside. Un- like yeah, everyone. unfortunately. Oh my god, it's like everyone. Ever you listen to any podcast with any comedy person or anything, like it's just always like back in Boston. Oh my god, like it's everyone. You know what has it, no influence? Oh, Los good. Angeles. Nobody is from <laughs> Nobody. Los Angeles. No, Nothing. Crazy. Ever, no. I challenge you to find any famous person or any successful person from oh, Los the Angeles. Red, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, that's it. Chili, yeah. it's, it's the Chili Peppers. Uh, that's probably, it's about I, it. I think that's Did it. you guys watch the 2000 VMAs when it was on? Everyone was watching it? <laughs> I did not. I saw people live tweeting it. Oh, man. Uh, was Wait, it what, Did painful? they re-air the 2000 VMAs yeah. or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Why? It was makes it? you realize that like everyone's like, ugh. 2020 is the worst and then you watch like the 2000 VMAs and you're like okay actually you know what that wasn't that good then <laughs> it was actually shitty 2000 <laughs> I don't even yeah I don't know I mean I was 16 I'd rather be 16 right now if I'm, That's if true. I'm being uh, honest yeah, yeah. And, yeah. actually I don't know though yeah I, w- I would like to be 16 for, for like physical reasons but like my mind <laughs> right. was very shitty then I was a That's very true. bad decision maker and I wasn't very nice right well oh. I basically had terrible skin from probably age 14 to 24 that basically i couldn't leave the house it was so bad so uh, i'll take disgusting disgusting hair yeah adam adam i heard you were very rude to your murderer rabbi (laughs) yeah yeah, oh yeah oh yeah yeah. i gave him the business i said uh well i gotta tell you rabbi i think this whole thing is bullshit and he said the torah and i said no you murdering your wife (laughs) Torah's all right. No, uh, but uh, yeah, he did look me in the eyes and say, uh, when he, like, uh, we don't wanna, you want to go down the murdering rabbi road? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Please. So basically, uh, yeah, he's close family friend, uh, rabbi. You can look him up, Fred Newlander okay. um, at Cherry Hill, rabbi murder, just search all those things. Okay. And uh, he was all set to do my bar mitzvah. And I, and then, uh, and then uh, his wife uh, was murdered. And, uh, and at first, like he was still being like, he wasn't, he was not a suspect. And so like, he like talked to all the kids at like Hebrew school and he like brought us all into the little chapel. And he's like, I, a lot of things are being said right now. Um, but I want you to know, I had nothing to do with it. He looked at me and I was like, you know, like I was 11 or something. And, um, and he's like, you hear that Adam? He like looked right at me. He's like, he's like, I had nothing to do with this. Like, it's like all these rumors are false. And then like a year later, he like he hired these people to murder his wife and he went to jail and everything like that. And like uh, and so that was a fantastic college essay for me about what the question <laughs> was, like, when are your whenever your beliefs been challenged? I'm like, I'm like, Rabbi Newlander, I don't condone what you did. But in this moment, it is advantageous. It's giving that this, me um, something to write about. Yeah. 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 But the, why did he look at you? Did he know that you were maybe because thinking he knows, about because, forming a crime solving ring with you? And yeah, your brother, yeah. Or? he knew. He knew I was I'd done a. a a, a trick where I get him to give me his fingerprints, you know. Uh, you, no, um, did you have like a magnifying glass up your yeah, eye? Yeah, like, I was that... like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was, uh, I, I had my super sleuth hat on. My, my, I was dressed like, I used to always dress like, uh, Sherlock Holmes like, yeah, everywhere. Sherlock Holmes, yeah. 
But uh, but it's because he was a family friend. He knew me, and he like was good friends with my mom and dad. And like he like he wrote my mom's college recommendation or something like that. And like my mom babysit their kids. So it is a horrible, terrible tragedy. Uh, ultimately, but I feel like it was in 1994, and so now that's what we Jew do. Jews do. We laugh about things. Yeah, we laugh about that's these true. things now. Yeah. 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 That's true. Except in the family and uncut gems where they take everything so seriously. <laughs> <laughs> now they're having a good time. They're out there. They're joking about they're talking about basketball, they're smoking cigars in the room yeah. together. Fat talking Jewish about Jewish is out know. there stealing jokes. <laughs> yeah, the fat fucking guy. Fat Jewish dude, is fuck. stealing memes. As someone um, as someone who makes memes, uh dude, I, it's there aren't many people I loathe more than him, <laughs> including your rabbi. Yeah. Uh, wow. Who's worse? Who's worse? Your rabbi, Bill Cosby, or the fat Jewish? All right, rank <laughs> fat them, Jewish. Rank them. Not even, not even close. Fat <laughs> Jewish. Yeah, yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Murder, rape, meme stealing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who's the worst person from Philadelphia? The other, the other two one. are terrible, but who did the most harm to people? It's the, the stealing of the memes. Right. Yeah, right, I mean, right. it's hey, 2020. Uh, yeah, like, hey, hey, you know, Rabbi Newlander only had two vic- one victim, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's and, true. And... Uh, Cosby had a lot, but Fat Jewish, I mean, we're talking thousands of memes yeah, still. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Fat Jewish never made the Cosby show, though. Yeah, that's true. He never, he ne- he never made uh, a yeah, piece of art. That's true. At least Cosby made the Cosby show. He didn't that's steal right. the Cosby show. Yeah. No. Ter- right. Terrible. All terrible people. All okay. horrible, yeah. horrible people. Well, yeah. uh, you, got, you guys just let me know when this is over how much you want me to edit out of this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. So it might be a long night. I don't know what is appropriate anymore. You get nothing true. appropriate. <laughs> nothing is. Nothing's appropriate. Like, um, I just went up. through my Twitter account and got rid of all the likes. And ev- all I was doing was liking NBA tweets. But I was like, I think I just got to get rid of all of these. So, huh? yeah, I. Anyways, shout out some beefs. You guys want to? You guys gonna get a shout out some beefs real fast before we get out of here? Uh, sh- shout out Spencer Dinwiddie for uh, retweeting my. Re- so uh, someone posted. Uh, I think it was the like Knicks fan sided. Twitter posted a picture of uh, Mitchell Robinson wearing the Knicks fan. Knicks fan TV has like a T-shirt that says "Mitch, please," and it's uh, Mitchell Robinson rejecting Spencer Dinwiddie. So they posted that picture of him, and like he was like chilling with his cat. And uh, I commented on it, and Spencer Dinwiddie was was uh, was uh, also on there. And then he like retweeted my comment and was <laughs> like. Yeah, I would have put him on uh, one of my shoes, but uh, he's got to stop fouling out of every game, like just throwing shade at Mitchell Robinson. I was like, man, Spencer Dinwiddie just trying so hard to get shade from Knicks fans, like just so desperate for the shade. Like, oh, I mean, it's, re- it's like I thought you were saying a nice thing about Spencer Dinwiddie, and there we go. No, and I like look, I, look, I I don't like to admit it because I think he's like such a dick to Knicks Twitter, but. I mean, I think Spencer Dinwiddie is like really like entertaining and um, interesting, but no, f- fuck you, man. Focus on your stupid playoffs, dude. Stop trying to fuck oh, over dude. Nick's Twitter. Oh, dude, Nick's not- Twitter been through, dude, been through dude, it up, dude. dude, dude you got the coronavirus, man. Focus on your other teammates that also have COVID. Like, yeah. what are you so? He's so obsessed with throwing spice at uh, Nick's Twitter. It's like, but it's also I, like every. It's every. It's like. I don't know if you guys know Nets Daily. It's like an old guy who like is like the Nets Twitter account. He's such a piece of shit. And all he does, it's supposed to be about Knicks, uh, about Nets Twitter. All he does, like he posts way more about the Knicks than he does about the Nets. You know, it's like. But let me ask you this. I know I know where you're trying to wind down here. But like if he just posted fun facts about the Nets, would that really be fun? (laughs) Like, if he just did what you're saying, he's like, you know what, I'm going to keep this real above board, and every post is going to be how great the Knicks are, that, uh, the Nets are. That is what the Nets official account is for. You know what I mean? This makes it fun. Sure. This is juicy. But, like, what, uh, what would those facts be anyway? Look at our like, black like and white court. How many court. rebounds did Derek Coleman have in 1991? <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Anderson was drafted on this day in 1990. Yeah, yeah. Like, is our team actually going to be in the league in two years after like Kyrie brings it down? Like, like, dude, Nets. I would hate to be a Nets fan. It's got to be real tough. So, well, then be a Knicks fan, dude. Fuck that. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm Fuck a Pelicans fan, dog. I told you. Shout out to Zion. Oh, Shout God, out to you're Zion. the worst. Looking real good. Looking real strong, looking real healthy. I never I'm doubted so... him for a second that he would. I, I always said he'll stay in shape. He won't gain weight. Not my Zion. I'm so. really, 
I'm like, I, I, I want, I, I love that Pelicans team, and I want to get that series with the Lakers, but I also want John Morant to be in the playoffs. Like, so I'm nah. like really split, really split. Well, let me tell you, the Pelicans, the, the Grizz, their time will come. The Pelicans got a shot. Um, but let's, you know, this let's thing. Be, let, let's be honest. Zion, Lonzo, and Josh Hart are all going to be injured in those first eight games. No, no, so. they will. They will be all injured by the time. <laughs> also, do you, do you really think that? Like, do you think it's going to be when these things come back? Now, finally, get into the basketball talk here. Right, right. <laughs> um, Took us an hour and a half. <laughs> but like, do you think that when these teams come back, that they're going to be completely equal to like, like, are they going to look like? Is it going to be the same stacking order that it was in the playoffs, or is it going to be like a total crapshoot? I because think it's like, going to be a crapshoot. I think, yeah, I think yeah, there'll be some teams that come back the same, but there are other teams that will come back. The chemistry is gone. Some guys are going to be out of shape. Some guys are going to yeah. get the coronavirus. That's yep. why I'm yeah. telling everyone, I'm telling everybody, you know, watch Uncut Gems, learn about how great gambling is, and put just a ton of money on, like, random teams because anybody could win this one. That's true. Raptors, I'm telling you, put money on the yeah. Raptors. I'm putting – I'm myself, money where my mouth is. I'm putting money on the Raptors, the Rockets – and the Mavericks. But what as, the Rockets? As, you you just uh, you know you have your concerns about Harden and whether or not he can stay in the bubble. But yeah. look, I yeah, I people are concerned about that. I I would I think he has the antibodies. I think he's already got it at some point. He probably he probably had, <laughs> he it, in had February. it in November. <laughs> and also yeah. like Harden, like this is like half joking. Like Harden just is like. He's he could play with COVID. He could play yeah. this. Like, like he, he could have like a like a moderate, mild case, he, and still be like doing his thing because his thing is like right. mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. Well, you can get up and down the court when you're not playing defense. So, this <laughs> is this is a man who <laughs> nice. like only ingests ice cream and strippers glitter. Like this is he's been survived for 20 years on on that diet, and like he's a top athlete. So it's like. It's true. He's he's fine. Harden's fine. Put money on the Rockets, okay. everybody. Okay. Take it from me. Take it from me. I've never been wrong. I uh, uh you know. What do you guys think about the Sixers' chances in the this, no. uh, this bubble? The five thirty eight model. The five thirty eight model has the Sixers. I think as like the fourth favorite. What? So. How? What is that model considering? Like people. Like, pl- it's basically based on. It's based severity on severity of um, COVID. <laughs> it's, yeah, based right. on, it's based on their players. Like they're essentially the real plus minus of their players. And like the strength of schedule, <laughs> what I don't think it takes in, into account is Brett Brown. I do not trust Brett Brown one bit. <laughs> so I'm not putting money on the Sixers because I I thought about it and I was like, Nah, Brett Brown does not have this. Brett Brown cannot manage that team to a title. So, sorry, Adam. I don't know. I think he, you know. First of all, I like Brett Brown. Um, I have no idea if he's a good coach or not because I don't have that kind of basketball intellect. So I'm just like, I like him. I mean, that's where yeah, the, you're like, right. I like him because yeah. he has a great voice to parody but him. Games here's the, I, I like I like his voice. I like him as a guy. I feel like him leaving would throw off like be the real end of the process Sixers and like it would really like throw off the chemistry. But but also like they would have won the championship last year if they didn't lose the, the, the Kawhi shot didn't go in. So I don't know. I think he, I think they would have won the uh, championship. Last year. Pretty sure. Pretty sure Milwaukee would have beat him. Uh, but OK. All right. I'm biased. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you're you're biased. You're biased. All right. You guys got anything else? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. All right. This was a lot of fun, Adam. Thanks for coming back. It was good to yeah, see you. Yeah, thank you, Adam. Thanks for having me. This was a real pleasure, uh, and it's nice to uh, work out my old my podcasting chops. You know, hope to one day make it to the pros like you guys. Yeah, you're a Adam. You're <laughs> you're a white male. You must have a podcast, right? I mean, how, 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 how do you not have one? You know what? It's uh, we're, Craig and I are working on it right now. We're going to talk about this podcast and decide what we like and don't like, and then uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a Game of Zones podcast. Yeah, conversation. yeah. You use this use this it as start, your pilot. Starts really strong. It just kind of stays. Doesn't really elevate. Doesn't change. Nobody <laughs> learns anything. It's this the uncut gems of a, of a podcast. I like How it. How dare you? How All dare right. You? All right. Until next week. Keep. Keep on trusting. Lonzo Ball is a big ball of us. Think you're funny, nah, but y'all is but Laugh at your own jokes more than all of us. You just washed up big say, listen to our shows, but tune in and get politics and fart jokes. Yo, a big zero is what your net worth. Y'all got kicked off the b-ball network. That means it doesn't work or your whack lately ain't getting smirks like Matt's fat baby. Wait, man, I ain't hating now. I'm just jealous, boy, am I glad I don't look like Ellen. Super Hoopers, ah, what crap is that? Yup, dude, it's another NBA podcast, b talk now. 
an hour of wisecracks Ah, fuck y'all, give me that hour of my life back Super Hoopers, what crap is that? Yup, dude, it's another NBA podcast People talk, nah, an hour of wisecracks Ah, fuck y'all, give me that hour of my life back